to Scotland Talks, bringing you less stress and more success with the power of joy. I'm Anne Scotland, author, teacher, motivational coach, and joy advocate. Perhaps you've been feeling a little isolated lately. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> Many of us have. And it's really easy to start feeling sorry for ourselves because we can't get as much attention or fun or happiness as maybe we did when we were surrounded by people all day, every day. We feel depleted. And so we turn inward sometimes or even spiral downward. And it's easy to forget in these moments that we already possess the magic to rally our emotional forces, lift our chin, and put a smile on our face. How? Well, in the next few minutes, I'm going to share with you a very effective way to get a happiness infusion. I could use a happiness infusion. How about you? <laughs> but first, I just want to say a heartfelt thanks to all of you who are listening today. I'm so excited to have you here. And whatever platform you are listening on today, if possible, please like and subscribe to help keep this content coming. And I have an ask today. If you benefit from this episode, please share with one other person. Share this episode with one other person and give them a happiness infusion. <laughs> That's my ask today. And if you want to find out more about me, you can check out my website for information about me and my new book, which is Live for Joy. And that's on annscotland.com. And you're always welcome in my virtual communities, which is Twitter and Instagram and others, but that's enough for now. So today I'm talking about a very effective way to get a happiness infusion. Like I said, sometimes we're unhappy and feel like there's nothing we can do about it until our external circumstances change. That doesn't work well sometimes, does it? <laughs> but you can do something about it right now that can bring you happiness. And that is by stepping out of some of your self-focus by doing something to help bring happiness to someone else. Step out of your self-focus and do something to bring happiness to someone else. And before you say, oh, please, there is science behind this principle that I'm going to share with you in a moment. So hang in there. And I'm also going to share with you some very practical ways to apply this, even if you aren't seeing a lot of people right now. Hmm. I talk a lot on this show about how you can improve your life and well-being, but we don't always talk enough about achieving this by bringing love and joy to other people, right? Does this sound super selfish? that we are not, you know, bringing enough love and joy to other people? Does it seem selfish that to improve your well-being, you would help someone else so you feel better? I can see where you can see, like, that does sound a little selfish. Well, it doesn't have to be selfish, or it can be. Whether you're trying to improve your own life or literally just want to make someone else happy, either way, it's okay, because if we're really honest with ourselves, if we're really honest with ourselves, even the generous things we do for others often also make us feel happy or purposeful or valuable or needed. <laughs> so unless you're fully realized like the masters of the ages, and if you are, I'm very happy for you, most of us still have some ego floating around behind most of our actions, if we're honest. Regardless, 
Bringing happiness to others is often a very effective way to also give yourself a happiness boost. But you say, if I'm unhappy, how can I possibly share happiness with someone else? Uh Uh-huh. Glad you asked. You don't have to be overflowing with happiness before you can bring some to others. This is an instance where that cup overflowing metaphor doesn't really fit best, I think. You know, that thing we often hear about, you can't share something unless your cup is already full and overflowing. If we're going to talk about metaphors for happiness from the five elements, I would relate happiness not to water, but to fire. Because you only need one spark to make a difference, to create light, to create warmth, great light, great warmth. It only takes one spark to light a whole bonfire. And a bonfire generates a lot of light and a lot of warmth. If you have even one smile in you, it's enough to share. If you have even one thing you appreciate that you are grateful for, that is enough of a spark to share. If you have even one happy moment or a good laugh or fun playing with a pet, you have enough of a spark of happiness to share with someone else because it only takes one spark to light a fire that can warm another heart. I have many personal stories where I was the recipient of kindness from caring people who weren't obligated to help me, but did it anyway. Uh, Let me see if I can think of a couple. The summer after high school, before college, um, I had a major disagreement with a family member. So between high school and college, I didn't want to stay home that summer because tensions were high. I just didn't want to, but I didn't have any money and I didn't have anywhere to go. I wanted to get a job. So a girlfriend of mine's mother invited me to come live with them. And they were moving out of my city, going somewhere else. And they said, why don't you just come with us? You can get a job in this other city for the summer. You can live with us. I'm like, well, that's really generous. I don't have any money. I don't, I don't have my job yet. I don't have a paycheck. I can't, I don't even have grocery money to give you at this point. And she said, don't even worry about it. You'll just be one of the family. Mm. Now, that may not sound like a really big deal to you, but to me, that was a huge deal because I was in a stuck place. I was frustrated and I just wanted to get on with my life, to be free and to feel like I belonged somewhere where I was welcomed and warm and allowed to have opportunities. And that meant everything to me. And they were so generous. I got a job and I have had a wonderful time with them that summer and I will never forget that. So maybe that's not weird in your world, but to me, that was very, very special. Another story, um, when I was in college, there was a librarian, we called him Mr. W. And he wasn't really the front desk librarian, he was the one who worked in the back. He was the one who was double checking the stacks and he was making sure the codes on the books were right. And I had my first summer job was so boring. It was working in the library, repairing broken books. So literally, you know, you when you used to abuse books and rip the covers off or tear them or, you know, pull pages out, whatever, whenever you did that by accident or on purpose, I ended up with those books and it sucked. And I basically was with a desk full of broken books and Elmer's glue and scotch tape. And that's what I would do all day for my first summer job. That was not fun. 
Um, but Mr. W, he was so sweet. He was very shy. He was just this kind of frail looking elderly man, very quiet. Um, I had found out that his wife had died. So um, he was a widower and I think he was really lonely, um, but he was also shy. And I would just go out of my way to smile at him, to ask him a question, to ask him how his day was. And then I don't know why um, I would go down to the dorm kitchen every once in a while and bake a batch of cookies. And so I would throw some in a Tupperware and take them up to him at, at the library. And, you know, I just, I just felt like I could share some warmth with him. Well, I wasn't trying to get anything, obviously, what could I ask for? But apparently that meant a lot to him because years later when I got engaged and married, he got me the most thoughtful gift of bookends, which just this instant I realized the significance of after all these years because of the library and the books. He bought me bookends and they were beautiful. I wish I had them right here to show you. Um, and he also came to my wedding. And, you know, I didn't really know him well, but I was just like, wow, someone cared. And all I ever did was want to care for him because he seemed sad, right? Um, I'm going to run out of time. I One more story. After grad school, I went through a heartbreaking divorce. I've talked about that before. Um, I was between jobs. My self-confidence was rock bottom. I had a low sense of value, really chronically depressed. Um, and um, a professor of mine, I wasn't even involved with that university anymore, heard about it um, from one of our mutual friends. And he knew I wasn't working or working for a university at that time or anything. And he said, he reached out and he said, hey, we would love to have you come give a conference paper on your particular subject. Wouldn't you like, would you like to come do that and do it in front of a whole national conference? And I was just, whoa, um, I felt underqualified. I felt not particularly valuable or competitive in that moment. He's like, no, do it. We'd love to have you. And apparently he'd reached out because he heard I wasn't doing very well. And gosh, you guys, it gets me every time. So I did. It distracted me. I poured myself into writing that paper. <laughs> Spent weeks creating a fantastic research article and paper that I delivered at this national conference. And I felt like I had some significance again. I felt like I had some value. I did not bring Kleenex here. Okay, but can you see how much these little things do for someone? They weren't a big deal. He picked up the phone. He didn't have to see me or anything like that. I really need a Kleenex. Okay, here we go. All right. <clears throat> All right, mascara running, I'm sure. Okay, rallying. These are just examples of what other people have done in my own life when they tried to bring me a little bit of comfort or happiness. These were people, they didn't do so, they just did something small that made a huge impact on my life. And did these people have perfect lives that were positively overflowing with happiness? I can tell you in most cases, they weren't. They were just going through normal life with all its ups and downs, just like you and I do. And yet something as simple as one small act, one invitation, some compassion touched me and brought me joy and gratitude for the rest of my rest of my life and made it me and made me want to share with others. It only takes one spark of spark, 
It only takes one spark to light a fire that can warm another heart. I just love that. It can only take, it only takes one spark to light a fire that can warm another heart. Now, both the wisdom of the ages and modern science support this principle of raising your own happiness by helping others. Seneca in ancient Rome wrote that the wise man enjoys the giving even more than the recipient enjoys the receiving. And even if the receiver is ungrateful, the generosity practiced by the giver still conveys a personal reward. And most of the major religions have taught generosity for thousands of years, freely giving to others, sometimes of money, but also things as simple as a smile or a helping hand, defined in the words like sadaka, which is a similar practice in both Islam and Judaism. In Buddhism, Giving and generosity is the beginning of one's journey to nirvana. And Jesus said, give and you will receive. The amount you share will determine the amount you will receive back, either in this life or a next. A study in behavioral science by Dr. Ed O'Brien at the University of Chicago also demonstrates that the joy of giving outlasts the joy of getting. This principle of helper therapy, as it's sometimes called, is even simple actions you choose to take to help others. Not only do you end up helping them and bring them happiness, but you can increase your own happiness as well. You can do something small for a family member or a friend or a neighbor or a coworker or somebody in your community. You can use your own ingenuity, resourcefulness to find these opportunities or needs and fill them. It can be simple. Pick or buy a bunch of flowers to give away. Or you can volunteer in a more formal capacity, um, either short term or on an ongoing basis. Uh, there's this great survey of volunteers released by United Healthcare and Volunteer Match. I have to blow my nose. <laughs> This great, this great survey by United Healthcare and Volunteer Match, and it, the results said 89% of volunteers surveyed said that volunteering had improved their sense of well-being. 73% said that volunteering lowered my stress levels. 92% said that volunteering enriched, enriched their sense of purpose in life. 72% also said that they felt optimistic about life compared to only 60% of non-volunteers. 42% of volunteers reported a very good sense of meaning in their lives compared with only 28% of non-volunteers. But you're saying like, what if I can't leave my home to volunteer or help someone else and, or for, for, for a variety of number of reasons, can't leave home? Um, what if you have limited time or you're an introvert or you have a physical limitation or you're sick? Well, no problem. Because these days you can bring yourself happiness by helping even in a virtual capacity. There is no end to opportunities. So here's just a handful of examples. And just so you know, I am not sponsored by any of these organizations. Um, my first example for ways to help others bring happiness, volunteer um, virtually is Catch a Fire. Um, Catch a Fire allows you to use your professional skills to help nonprofit organizations with a wide variety of business needs. So you can help these organizations and find a fun fit for yourself at catchafire.org. 
Another really awesome one is Translators Without Borders. If you're fluent in more than one language, Translators Without Borders would love to have you help as a humanitarian, humanitarian crisis response person, as a translator for urgent crisis situations in loca locales or countries or areas where there is no translator to help and uh, help coordinate relief. So this is a really great one and that's um, translatorswithoutborders.org. Another fun one, uh, fun but a really for a sober purpose, is Missing Maps. And that's a collaborative project in which you can help to map areas where humanitarian organizations are trying to meet the needs of vulnerable populations, whether because of famine or war or any number of displaced populations. You can help chart these unmatched areas for relief groups like the Red Cross and Doctors Without Borders so that they can go in there and do what they need to do and know where they're safe and where they can find the correct access points. And that's missingmaps.org. Uh, now, if you're tech savvy, then TechSoup would love to have you remotely provide training and support for a wide variety of nonprofit organizations and initiatives all over the world. So TechSoup is a great place if you have tech skills and you would be happy to share and help others. So you can go to techsoup.org on their volunteer page and you can find that by scrolling to the menu at the bottom of their site. What about animals and pets? Animals and pets, okay. You can check out the Best Friends organization and do a wide variety of things, even virtually from home. Um, you can be a mentor to the great people who are fostering a homeless pet. You can be a foster parent recruiter for pets or a foster recruiter. Um, you can offer remote medical support if you have medical skills or veterinary skills and a dozen other remote opportunities. Um, just go to bestfriends.org volunteer bestfriends.org slash volunteer and click on helping animals from home. You can work with even the United Nations as a volunteer at unv.org, including all kinds of remote programs they have. And they even take youth volunteers. There's so many opportunities, you guys. And there are so many other things I don't even have the time to go into detail. I mean, you can help kids around the world by tutoring or teaching or help audio record books for the deaf or become a remote volunteer for a crisis text line or join and adopt a grandparent program where you visit with them in their nursing home virtually on Zoom. So many elderly people are especially low, lonely because they became so extra isolated by the pandemic. Or to make it easy, just check out Volunteer Match online to find the perfect virtual fit for you. You just go to volunteermatch.org. Um, and if you need the extension, it's volunteermatch.org slash virtual dash volunteering. Volunteermatch.org slash virtual dash volunteering. Or even just type in online volunteering from home on your web browser and you'll find so many things to choose from. There is definitely a fit for you. So you can either you can pick any of these things, or you can just do something small that you come up with yourself, regardless of what you choose to do. Give it a go. What do you have to lose? Get an infusion of happiness by, by bringing help and happiness to others. It can be as simple as a smile, a bunch of flowers, a helping hand. It only takes one spark to light a fire that can warm another heart. In, in Lord of the Rings, the epic trilogy that I love so much. 
by the way. In Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, I love the beacons of Minas Tirith. Do you remember those? Those watchtower bonfires that were huge bonfires bought, that were built on the tops of the highest mountain peaks. And in times of alarm or distress, they would light one and it would explode into this massive bonfire and shine for 25 or more miles. And the watchman on the next peak would see it and be like, oh my gosh, we've got to light ours. And they would light theirs until then the next one, 25 miles, would see theirs and light theirs. And these bonfires set off a chain reaction that brought help to the kingdom in its darkest hour. You can set off a chain reaction too, to make the world a happier place, starting with the simple act of bringing happiness to others, and in so doing, bringing happiness to yourself. Thanks again to all of you for joining me here on Scotland Talks. I hope I was able to give you a little bit of a happiness infusion. And again, if you would, do me a favor if you learned something from this episode and share it with one other, per one other person. Share some happiness. Share a happiness infusion. And you can follow my daily posts on Twitter and Instagram at Anne Scotland. Please tell me your stories of what you might be finding to do to share happiness with others and if it raised your happiness too. I love to hear, I always do. Please send me your messages and I love to often share shout outs on the show. So send me those messages and I'd love to hear how it's going for you. I'm sending you joy and I'll see you next time. 